Today we're talking with Suzanne Holder. She's written two books, well, diverse subjects, I think, but they're all music connected. Hi, Susan. Hi, how are you? You good? I'm good, thank you, yes. Let's talk about uh, your debut book, if you like, Shake It Up Beverly. So Shake It Up Beverly, it's a rom-com, that means it's a romantic comedy, but unusually, I think, in the rom-com world, it's got quite a strong musical thread through it. So it's got a Beatles backbeat to it, if you like, um, because it's about a woman called Beverly who's in her 50s, who tries internet dating with some rather surprising results, but all to the backdrop of the fact that she's a massive Beatles fan. And she's, she's actually such a fan. She's a, a Beatles memorabilia collector. She collects a lot of the kind of memorabilia. And uh, she's trying to find a man to love as much as she's always loved Paul McCartney. So how much does that mirror your, your real life? <laughs> fan when you were younger? Yes, I was. I was a bit of a... I have to say, my kind of icon of choice was always Elvis Presley. I was a huge Elvis fan. Uh, and so, you know, when we talk about my second book, that draws very heavily on that kind of love for Elvis. But of course I was a Beatles fan. And I just think, just re-watching the Get Back documentaries that were out, obviously, just last year, just before my book came out, actually, you just fall in love all over again. And that, that body of work, I don't believe will ever be surpassed. I just think the people, if, if, I don't really trust people who say they don't like the Beatles. <laughs> I find that an odd statement to make because there is something there for everybody. You might not like everything, but there is something in the work they do um, and the work they've done. And it will always stand the test of time, I believe. When I was young, I remember my parents take, taking me to see The Seekers in Bristol. Same night somewhere else, the Beatles were playing there. And I've never forgiven them for that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that is, that, yeah, that's a sliding doors moment, isn't it? Yeah, but I would have been would have been very old to have appreciated it anyway. No, I, I don't think. But anyway, is the public persona of Noddy different to the real Noddy? Not really. Um, no, I think if people think they they you know he's been around a long time and it, you can't kind of fake a persona. I don't think for, for the lot the amount of time he's been in the public eye, he he is yeah he he is what he is. <laughs> he's hard to describe, isn't he? He's hard to define. But no, he's he's a larger than life character in private as well as. Uh, Nod isn't. A lot of people 
actually. It really is. Where did you meet him? I met him when I worked in television. I was a researcher producer on a late night TV talk show in the Midlands and he was a guest uh, and that's when I first met him and apparently that night he chatted me up. I didn't get that. I didn't realise that's what was happening. I just thought he was being friendly and it took him a couple of kind of times to kind of approach me before it dawned on me that Noddy Holder the Rockstar was actually asking me out. It wasn't what I was expecting. There is a 20 year age difference between us. And I don't know, I just didn't, it didn't occur to me. My, again, I draw on all this quite heavily in my book, Shaking Up Beverly. My dating history up until my, meeting Nod was patchy, to say the least. I'd been disappointed many times. And so I wasn't really expecting much. And a guy as great as Nod to kind of ask me out and want to hang out with me just didn't really occur to me. Um, and so it took a while for it, for it to dawn on me. So that's what was happening. But hey, you've been, you know, together now for 33 years, so... Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah and they said he wouldn't last. Just goes to show, I mean, you know, and again, if I'd gone on a dating uh, website, would I have put, you know, lead singer of Slade, 20 years age difference? At the time, he was a smoker. He is now, hasn't been for many years. But that would have been a complete no no to me. And I think what he proves, and this is what Beverly does in the book, she tries to play the system with internet dating and thinks she's going to rule out all the kind of dodgy guys that are out there. And, you know, she thinks she's cleverer than ever. She's asked the right questions and she'll get the right people. And life doesn't work out like that because you can meet dodgy people anywhere. They're not just on the internet. And just because you think you know what you want, what that doesn't kind of take uh, account of, which certainly happened in my life and ends up happening in Beverly's, is you can't predict what will be the chemistry that you, when you meet somebody that does do it for you. On paper, it's one thing, but in real life, it can be something very different. And you need to be open to that, I think. Otherwise, you, you, you could miss a cracker. Well, there we go. There's a, for, for all you women out there, yes. and there's some good and advice men, there. And men. And, and men, of course. Don't prejudge too much. Because <laughs> just, you know, and Beverly tries to do that. She puts out, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want people who are real ale drinkers. I don't want people who've got this hobby or that hobby. I don't want a Morris dancer. You know, I mean, she thinks she's being very clever. But actually, what comes through the door, are not they're not right. They're not what she wants. And she thinks she's kind of going to play the system and it works. And, of course, you always end up with a person you don't expect to end up with. <laughs> yeah. Now, Elvis is back. Just describe that one then, Susan. So my second book is called Rock and Rose. It's set in Memphis. It starts in Wales. It's about a young girl who travels to Memphis to solve a family mystery. And while she's there, she falls in love and she uncovers the secret romance her grandmother had. So it's a bit of a kind of dual timeline. We see a kind of uh, the, the, the story of how her, her grandmother fell in love, also in Memphis, back in the 60s. And it's got a whole rockabilly feel all the way through. There's lots of romance, lots of adventure, lots of laughs. And it's based and inspired on a trip that I personally made to Memphis when I was about the age of the main character, Daisy. So I was about 25 and I headed off to um, Memphis because I couldn't wait any longer. I was desperate to see Graceland and Sun Studios where rock and roll was born. And I just booked myself on a trip. And when I got there, found I was the only one traveling alone. We were in a group, but I, everyone else had a partner or a friend or a, we're in a group. And a couple of very odd things happened to me that I lifted completely and used as my inspiration points for the story. The first thing was that I got there, and to my utter horror as a 24-year-old girl who travelled all across to America on her own, they hadn't got a room for me. The motel said there wasn't a room, and it was just shocking. And I was, I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I don't 
and then they were trying to say, could you not share with this person and that person? I didn't know any of the people on that trip. I was like, no. Anyway, luckily they came to my rescue and said, oh, you know, you're okay. Somebody on your party hasn't turned up. A Russian Elvis impersonator who has been booked to be the entertainer. I'm not making a word of this up. A Russian Elvis impersonator had been held at customs. His paperwork wasn't in order. So they gave me his room. So, right. And he ended up not turning up at all. So I kept his room for the first time. Now, I had met just recently the man who would eventually become my husband, Noddy Holder, the lead singer of Slade. And so I wrote a postcard to Nod that night because there were no mobile phones back in those days saying that I've arrived safely in Memphis. I'm in the bed of a Russian Elvis impersonator. I'll explain all when I get home. He still got that postcard. And luckily for Nod, and maybe for me, that Russian Elvis impersonator never turned up. But I always wondered what would have happened if he had. So in my book, Rock and Rose, he does. And it's quite a funny moment. Uh, and he's quite a key character. And then the second thing that happened, which was the absolute inspiration for the love interest in Rock and Roll, is they take their day trip to Tupelo, Elvis's birthplace, as part of the trip. So off we all went to Tupelo, and they take you to the hardware store down uh, in the town where Elvis was bought his first guitar. And after we did that, we had a, a bit of time to, to mill around. I went walking off down the street, just window shopping, saw a pair of boots in a shop window that I fell in love with, went in, tried them on, they fitted, bought the boots, came out to see the bus heading back to Memphis, went out me right down on the right down the street. So I jumped up and down, waved and screamed, didn't hear me, they just in a cloud of dust it disappeared. At the same time there was another noise and a great big motorbike with a motorcycle cop on it pulled up alongside me. He'd got mirrored shades on, no helmet, just a kind of little cap. And he lowers his shades, looks me up and down and says, can I help you, ma'am? Anyway, he, he basically rescued me, got me to hop on the back of his motorbike, paired out of Tupelo, stopped the bus. We literally stopped traffic. And he introduced himself at that point. Said his, his name was Officer Joe Cody, but people called him Blue because of his eyes. He was quite hunky and delicious. Um, <laughs> anyway, he asked for my number. Uh, and I get back onto the, the bus to huge whoops, cheers and applause. But I never called that guy because I'd already met the man that I would I would eventually marry, Noddy Holder. But I, again, I always wondered what would have happened if, if... So he is the love interest in my book. In a romantic comedy, you need what's called a meet cute, which is a great way that two people meet and fall in love. I couldn't make up a better one than that. So that, that scene is recreated in the book. And I was able to write the character in blue as to whatever kind of guy I wanted to be, which was which was the ultimate power and wonderful. So that, that kind of is all featured in Rock and Rose. A lot of people will be uh, wanting to get that book. Connection with Wales and Elvis, of course. Uh, have you ever been to the um, Elvis convention in, in Port No, Hall? I haven't. I've heard all about it. I mean, my, my heritage is where my mum was from the Mumbles, so I am half Welsh, uh, and I, you know, I know Wales very well. But no, I've never been to that. Have you ever been to that? I have. No, I, no, I am Welsh, and I, oh. I've, I've got to tell you, my late father had dementia and, and uh, Parkinson's, and for a day out, I thought, let's go along to this Elvis <laughs> convention at Porth Cool. So yeah. we packed a wheelchair, and away we went, and I went into this cafe. Of course, everyone, as you know, there is dressed up as Elvis, yeah. or Elvis memorabilia everywhere, Elvis songs, yeah. or and we went in this cafe, and there was three women on the other table next to us where we were sat down, all had their Elvis T-shirts on and uh, wigs and things. So I went to the counter to get some drinks for, for my father and myself. My father was at the table on his own. And one of the ladies leant across and said, do you like Elvis? And my dad, as straight as anything, said, never eat of the bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
but he, you know, it was dry sense of humour. His humour was with him to the end, so that was quite a a moment. But I, I, yeah, no, I haven't been to that. I, and I even I wonder, even as an Elvis fan, whether you do overdose maybe on on, on Elvis apps or something like that. I have been to the Beatles convention in Liverpool, and I actually took a big box of of, of Shaking at Beverly, my the, the, the Beatles theme rom com there, and sold out, which was amazing. But again, it's it's yeah, there's, there's everything to do with the Beatles. There, it's held at the um, the Adelphi Hotel in Liverpool during Beatles Week, which is I think is it in August every year. I think so. Uh, that, yeah, that was really fun. But again, I saw a couple of people being very funny. They were kind of wandering up to stores, going, "Have you got anything maybe Beatles related to the people?" Which I thought was actually quite 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 comical. So it is it is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got the uh, Hard Rock yes, Hotel. Yes, yes, it is, actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I know your book would sell out in Port of Call, that's for sure, well, Susan. Well, I do wonder whether I should make, a, make an approach, actually. I haven't done that as yet, but, uh, yeah, and if anybody knows anybody there who would like to know, uh, uh, whether, I don't know whether authors go there. I mean, I would be willing to go, maybe sign some books and sell some books, but uh, it's difficult to know. It's, it's hard to know where, where the best places to go are for things like that, but that probably is quite an interesting thing. But, yeah, I mean, both of the books, Final question, Susan. With two books now done, have your ideas on a subject of a third one? I have ideas on the subject. It's very early days. I am currently working on it. I think my next book will again have a, a musical tangent to it. I don't think it's going to be as kind of in-depth as the Beatles now with kind of information as there is the first two, but there will be a flavour. But I'm not revealing at the moment what the musical connection is, just in case I change my mind. But I feel after doing the Beatles and after doing Elvis, I've got to follow it up with something else that is worldwide known because that they both were. And I also think it's time for maybe a female artist to take centre stage. Ah, okay. So that's the way I'm heading. So you can make up your own mind where you think that might be going. Yeah, well, we'll have some fun there, trying to think up some yeah. names there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you all the best with your books. Thank you. And um, we'll look forward to, if a third one comes out... You can go into any book 
Collins published. It's not necessarily on the shelf in every bookshop. No. Um, get a bargain uh, that's <laughs> where to go for that well susan holder lovely speaking with you wish you all the best okay lovely Thanks. Th- lovely speaking with you and you take all the care. best bye-bye